The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, uh, guest Charlie. No, I think we got rid of guest Charlie's. I think we eventually oh, really? went Charlie's back and now, well, you know what? You're, you're still a guest Charlie. That's the <laughs> vague conceit of the world in which this podcast yeah. lives. Dave Anthony's back. Hello. Oh, hello. It's a uh, dofop. It's been a long time. Oh my God, it is a dofop. Uh, yeah, a dofop. it's been um, well over a year, right? Did we do one? It's, it's been, yeah, it's been a year. Yeah. I worked this out with Gareth. Like it's been less than 10 episodes in the overall chronology of this podcast. If people are binge listening, they've happened in <laughs> rapid succession. But I mean, I assume uh, nothing much uh, new has happened in America. No, no, in it's all the same. We've talked, so. <laughs> Everything's fine still. Everything's still fine. Yeah, yeah, no. I can't think of anything that's changed in a year. Uh, you know, we're just going through the motions. I got a new president. Um, he's pretty good. Yeah, everything's fine. Why do you ask? <laughs> Have you ever lived in a country that's dissolving? Well, I stopped living there. And people, <laughs> people, people do ask me. And I do often want to just say, yeah. Have, you, have you watched the news? Yeah. You know what? You don't even have to watch the news. Get on Twitter. Create yourself right. a little account. Yeah. And you can just follow one man. And you can understand why my travel plans have changed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I would never. I if I did not live in the United States, I would boycott it. Yeah, I mean I'm not in, you know, full boycott mode, but I did uh see that somebody was on Twitter the other day saying that as an artist they had decided not to work in America during this time and yeah. as like a a boycott. And I was like, "Oh man, that would have been a sweet play to cover my lack oh, of work my opportunities in God. America." That would have been great. I'm boycotting. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, exactly. I'm boycotting. I'm out of here. And that's the reason I'm not doing any of those Tonight Shows hosted that's by right. white straight guys. Because I'm making a protest. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. You had your chance. That would have been a good one. Man, I'm, you know what? I'm happy to go with it. Like anything yeah. that I'm not on, I am now officially. If you've not seen me on something, oh, I've boyc- assume that I have a problem with them and not the other that's way right. around. I've actually been boycotting Conan for years. You know what? I... Um, I also have been boycotting Conan. Yeah. I didn't know that we'd both been boycotting. We could have boycotted we, together. We should have talked about this, boycott but yeah. Union. <laughs> yeah, I'm boycotting The Tonight Show. Uh, I boycotted Letterman forever. Yeah, I just don't... Well, you, I mean, that one finally worked. You got him off air. Yeah, yeah. We finally, uh, we I mean, finally, finally took finally him down. Down <laughs> He said in his final episode that your boycott had been the thing that was most instrumental. Yeah, he was like, look, we just can't do this anymore. Dave Anthony, uh, it's too much pressure. Uh, he said he thought it was unfair, but, um, you know, 
I, I, when I bring it, when I bring the heat, when I bring the boycott heat, it, I take down, you know, empires. Well, apparently it was Paul Schaefer who you really broke first. Yeah. Like I apparently mean, it really got to Paul. It got inside Paul's head and then Paul wasn't bringing it on show day. And then eventually that gets the dive. He know? said he stopped having fun. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was out there trying to do music and he just kept thinking of me and my boycott. <laughs> and how, how fucked up it was, he said. And it wasn't fucked up though, was it? I was right. <laughs> um, it is a changing world, David, uh, for what little of it we have left. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... The final, the final 10 years. I mean, you know what I do like? I will say this, that I, I never imagined that I would live through, you know, you know, I wouldn't get it. I, I didn't realize when I was introduced as a new character that this would be the show's final season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us really thought that we were, uh, we were going to be wrapping it up soon. Right. This had just been a thing that had been going forever. Yeah. They kept changing over the cast and it kept moving on, you know, yeah. developing storylines. Yeah, and there were some ups and downs. We didn't realize it was going to get canceled. No, I had no idea it was going to be completely taken off. I didn't even know the network was going away. Right. The whole thing is being... I just remember the 90s and I was like, this this is going to go on forever, right? This is great. Where was the peak of humanity and civilization if you talk about that idea of when we were at our sort of most horribly human? Do you know what I mean? That where we thought the party was going to last forever. When Where do you think that peak was? Because like, I think we can all just like state for the record that we're now in the decline. Yeah, yeah. It's now going the other way down, right? I, w- I wonder if it was the 90s. It feels like it might have been. I mean, because it can't be the the fifties or the forties, right? You got the World War. The fifties was super white for white people, although that hasn't changed much, has it? But it got a little bit better. Well, I, I, okay, here is one I can speak to, because I, I, I don't know, because people might argue that throughout humanity we've faced massive, like you know. Yeah. You know, like there's been plagues that have wiped out, you know, huge chunks of population. There've been diseases and there's been, you know, all these things, world wars and all these things that have wiped out, you know, generations of, you know, minds and and people. And we've recovered, we've stumbled on and we've, you know, got better. And now we have like, you know, Alexas and Apple Watches and all sorts of stuff that they didn't have in the dumb wars. Yeah, they didn't have none of that. They couldn't, they couldn't look at something and go, play music. Right. And now we can. I used to have like CDs and stuff. It was dumb. Oh, it was bar- I remember that was, it. That it was, was barbaric. <laughs> it was like living like animals. Um, so I can't tell you when humanity peaks, but I can tell you we are in the great decline of the white straight man. Oh, fuck yes. Like we we as, a, as white straight men have certainly seen out like the kind of, you know, the glory is. Yeah. And, and now we're in the sort of sad decline. And may I say that we're handling it very humbly and very well. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. We have basically said, look, we had our time. Yeah. And uh, we respectfully understand that there are other voices that now need to be heard. And we appreciate that we are making space for that. And we welcome those voices and we can't wait to learn from them and their experiences. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you do, um, people of other color and and women. I can't. I I step aside gracefully and I I accept what I've been and what I've done. And and I, I look forward to watching your leadership. That's that's what we're doing. That's basically what we're doing. Yeah, I mean much. that's the gist. That's yeah. Sometimes that sums it's coming it across a little more confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it might sound like we're doing the opposite to that. Yeah, yeah. That is definitely the. Yeah, occasionally there's a little noise that happens, but for the most part, we are pretty on board. 
It is interesting, isn't it? This, um, I don't know, like this sense at the moment that I can't shake. And I know that from, you know, you, you're, you're speaking about climate change so passionately at the end of the dollop yeah. shows. It's something that certainly is like, you know, top of your mind and your thoughts at the moment. Yeah. Is, I, I wonder, like... Eight years ago, when we were on Tofop talking about killer robots and stuff like that, yeah. like I was, there was a part of me that was just like, oh, maybe you are just being the total alarmist in the corner, and you know you're seeing the downside of these things that will inevitably good things for humanity, and we will adapt, and it'll be better for all of us that these things happen, and you're just being a crazy yeah. alarmist, and maybe even. There's that hope that with the climate science, because occasionally, once in every now and again, someone said the oceans will be above your house by, you know, January. Yeah. And, and they weren't. So we were like, well, uh, maybe they won't be at all. Yeah. Maybe because, you know, they you said it was going to be five years. And it's not. And it's not. So, so it's probably not happening at all. No, it's probably right. not a thing that we have to fine. worry about in seven years. That's why I'm going to buy a car from the 70s and just put extra leaded paint in it. So, okay. So, well... Where where is your head at? I guess not less. Where is the planet at? But like, where is your head at about where the planet is at? Well, it's interesting because there's two things, right? There's the, where's the planet's at, and where's my country at? Because um, they're they're related, right? There's definitely a lot of crossover in the Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> the planet is, uh, it's fucked. Do you remember that podcast we did that we never put out? The one on climate change? Look, remember how dark that got? I think I, this it's, is probably I, that's best, where I think it is. This is the best time to reveal that uh, ExxonMobil actually paid for my apartment <laughs> in three months. They said, look, if you could just not release that podcast. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. how it happened. A guy turned up at my house. He said he'd been listening through the internet. Yeah. We weren't even recording over the internet. You just happen to know. Alexa. <laughs> is Exxon listening? Yes. I know what Alexa sounds like. Does, um, Alexa, does Alexa talk back? Yes. It, okay. Yeah. Uh, Alexa and uh, like, okay, Google. And people love it also, by the way, when you say hello, Alexa, or okay, Google, when they're listening on a device that is one of those things. Oh, yeah. They all set oh, them yeah. off in their house. Yeah, yeah. It sets it all off. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, but that's fun to Is say, uh, Alexa, play Radio Lab. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be a great way to get more people to listen to your podcast. Buy ad space on like My Favorite Murder or like a WTF and then just get hire the person to do your ad read yeah. who does the Alexa sort of triggering voice. That's perfect. And just get them to switch over. Yeah, it's great. It's the best idea ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pay them to do that. Um, so I, I think we're fucked. Yeah. I mean, are we the? Oh, I mean, yeah. I know it's just like there's this. Uh, I wish you could remember the name of the movie, but there's a guy named John Fox who wrote a who made a movie that's basically like you know say goodbye to the earth and and sort of grieve it and learn how to deal with what's coming. Like I've sort of passed through the like yeah we're fucked. I mean, there there's going to be a lot of change. Like I think that there's a lot of sensible people on earth who are going to do smart things to try to fix, you know, stuff. But then you got like the, the election in Brazil, right? So now there's a fascist in charge of Brazil who hates the rainforest. 
And it's like, okay, well, I guess that's a thing that we got to deal with. <laughs> like, I mean, one of his things was he literally said, I'm going to ruin the rainforest. And you're like, oh, cool. Well, well. I'm going to vote for that guy. <laughs> not just going to drain the swamp. He's going to cut down the trees. <laughs> What's not to love about a guy who hates trees? Hates trees. <laughs> I hate nature. You know who's destroying us? Nature. <laughs> Fucking bastard. People talk about climate change, but we don't actually mind that we hate tornadoes and rising sea levels and i blame that nature nature did it it's doing it all without nature would there be tornadoes it's the war on nature well we got to take care of that don't we <laughs> you got to take care of it you got to cut the head off that snake literally and figuratively so i can understand in desperate times when people so if you just read the science and listen to scientists which, you know, yeah, I, a I, I would not recommend because it is <laughs> so depressing. Like, seriously, get Amazon Prime or something and fill your head with yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Because... There's some good shows on out there. I just downloaded 12 Monkeys, the final season, because I haven't seen it yet. Uh, there is an, an element of thinking that we will evolve to survive in some manner now that doesn't like, mean we uh, uh, humans evolve in the sense that we'll come up with ideas or humans evolve in the sense that we'll like be like i can handle more hot oh i think yeah more that or the fact that like you know rich people will you know have the resources to create an environment or live in the places oh, right. or whatever it yeah. is so humanity in some form yeah will probably survive because we'll unless we like start blowing ourselves up or we literally get to the point where like, you know, every single bit of earth is uninhabitable. But yeah. I kind of feel like there's an element of those who have prepared for this or those who have like the resources or whatever to prepare for this will survive in a manner that eventually enough of us will die out that they'll be fine. Yeah, I've, ha I've had this thought uh, lately and it's clearly a conspiratorial, a conspiratorial madness. But, um, but like if I was a rich person, I would, I would be like, okay, well, at some point we got a really smallpox and just inoculate a few of us. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, if All you're right. super rich, don't you have a plan to do that? I mean, I'm not even super rich, but <laughs> you got to have a plan of some kind. I'm buying land in uh, as north, as far up against the border as I can. I have um, a, a plan, which is a very simple plan that I was explaining to Gareth actually backstage uh, at the dollop the other night. But uh, there is a place in Hawaii where Willie Nelson, I know you're saying Hawaii, it's going to be affected by climate change sooner than the other places, right? Hawaii is literally the worst place to go. Okay. But that's why you go there. <laughs> right? Okay. I'm going to hear your plan out. Well, because what is everybody hearing? Where's the worst place to go? Hawaii. Right. Okay. Yeah. So where are you not going? Hawaii. Okay. Good. <laughs> so, <laughs> but what if there's a reason people aren't going to Hawaii? Yeah. But if enough people don't go to Hawaii, yeah. then I can have Hawaii all then to Then you have, you and Willie Nelson have Hawaii. Okay. So there's a place where Willie Nelson, yeah. Snoop Dogg, uh -huh. and some other famous stoner all like oh, they, live. They better be making an album. Essentially next to each other. Yeah. And I think there's an opportunity for a friend. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like just for a dude who's like, if you're Willie Nelson or if you're like Snoop Dogg or whatever, right? Yeah. And you've got this place in Hawaii that you're going to less and less because, you know, Hawaii is the worst place to go. So are you saying you want to be Kato to OJ? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> like full time though. Like I would take some money that I've like got here. Yeah. I would cash out of here. Yeah. And I reckon I've got enough money 
to like move into that area and have say five years of friendship. Now, if yeah. this is going to be the last 15 years of Hawaii, do it big, get in now, yeah. right? Take my money, go over there. And my full-time job is just to be friends with Willie Nelson or Snoop. I mean, and it's a great choice between two people. I think they're both delightful. I think it would be great to be good friends with either one. I of them. assume that sometimes you hang out with them both. My oh point my being God. that oh my, my God. full-time job is just being available if Snoop's like, hey, I have to go to the like store or whatever and I need some company today. Yeah. He can give me a call and he knows that unless I'm with Willie, <laughs> I will drop everything <laughs> to come and hang out with him. But you know they both smoke pot because I know you don't. No, but see, this is my plan. This is what I feel like I've been perfectly prepared because you're like, well, how do you survive the apocalypse? You've got to look at what it is that you have that you can use as a survival mechanism, right? So you think your survival mechanism is yep. to get as close to Willie Nelson at, or Snoop Dogg? Yes. Because I assume if there's well, rich people plans, then they're, they're in on them, yeah. right? What's my access to the world of you know, the Illuminati, the rich yeah. people, the people that we're in on the plan, right? If you're building a new civilization, guess who you're including in that plan? Willie Nelson, Snoop Willie Dogg. Nelson, Snoop Dogg. Got to have one of each. Yeah. Well, what are you doing? Right, one hundred percent. Of course you are, right? Yeah. And if I'm really in with their crew, then you know what? You're gonna let Willie. If Willie's like, "Hey, do you mind if I bring my mate Will?" Like he loves smoking pot. Yeah. He's really good at conversations. So this is my thing. I can't do physical stuff. I can't fight a zombie or anything. Right. But, but come, you're a good, here's what I you're can do. Good, good guy to have around. You're fun. I've you're... done seven hundred hours of practice conversations. See your conversation expert. And, and I assume that Snoop and Willie haven't heard the podcast. Although, yeah. So you could just repeat everything that has been everything. discussed. Every single thing. Go I'm back with- through the dogs in space, the uh, all that stuff. There's so much robot talk. and and I'll just be at home transcribing. Occasionally, I'll call Willie Charlie by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he takes the joint away and goes, ease up, ease, ease up. up. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy. Just sometimes he calls you by the wrong name, but other than that, he's great. And then it's mostly downtime in Hawaii. Yeah, in a which less is not bad. Hawaii more peaceful is, Hawaii, right? Yeah, Hawaii is very relaxing. Unless people are eating each other, and then it's less relaxing. But I don't feel like they will. I feel that, like, you know, like, yes, eventually, of course, you know, the oceans are going to rise and swallow them. But Yeah, but not for a while. And, like, that's... I'm You're not going to live. It's going to be like killer waves, good yeah, times. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Would you learn to surf or are you? Uh, you know, just like body surf. Yeah. I don't want to like be committing too much of my energy to non willy and Snoop related. Yeah, activities. yeah. You're 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 devoted to the cause and and. I really... want to be at my freshest at all times. Yeah. To be ready for them because I'm all I'm bringing to this table is being a great friend. Yeah. Right. So I don't want to be off my friend game. I don't want one day where Snoop's gone through some trouble. He's had some falling out with Dre. And you're out boogie boarding. And I'm out boogie boarding. Yeah, that's and I'm not exhausted good. and I can't be there for Snoop to yeah. talk to me, you know? Yeah. So Brady's here, calling Kelvin. You know what he likes to do. What <laughs> he likes to be. <laughs> so are you uh are are you concerned that there are other wills trying to get into the situation? Like do you have competition? Because I see that as a thing. I mean, well, Snoop's already got an entourage, right? He's got kids also. He's got a family. It's a lot of people on the plane, the escape plane, when it goes. Here's what I would say. I wouldn't rush into it. 
I don't know if every, everybody else has the dedication and the time. Well, the time is a big thing. Like you definitely have the time. Like you can afford to full time. Yeah, I would go on this. This yeah. would be my absolute full time plan. Yeah, I'm changing my name by the way. Can't have two Willies. Are you still doing the podcast? Or no, no, you, no, it's out. Done. So this Charlie's gone. This life's done. Wow. This isn't me. Like I'm like a guy on a train who decides in the moment when it crashes to That's change it. my identity. You're and off. Away. I Jason born the shit out of it. And now you're Jeff. And now I'm Jeff. <laughs> Why not? To Willie, I'm Jeff with a J, and to um, Snoop, I'm Jeff with a J. That's right. Yeah. And and so, are you buying property near them? Like, how are you? How are we getting in? I think renting initially, finding because apparently they live quite near each other. So yeah. I think I just like at the start, maybe even like not try to immediately befriend them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you said, that thing like Snoop. Oh, what Scott, if you're aloof? They might be attracted to that. Oh, yeah, okay. Neg them. <laughs> I'll just get a copy of the game. I'll be down at the beach. No one knew that's be, what the game was all about. The, the game, it turns out, was just about trying to become friends with Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg. Who's that guy boogie boarding in a fedora? <laughs> it intrigues me the way he doesn't seem interested in us. Um, I think that... Um, Maybe even befriending like the wife or another member of the entourage. Oh, first. yeah. That's your way, right? Yeah. You don't go straight to Snoop or Willie. I go into town. You know, I start to just kind of be around town, get a vibe for the sort of place. Then I get a vibe for, you know, you know what Snoop and Willie like. Yeah. What's a good connection? Find my way in. Take my time. Patience is your friend. With I Willie, I'd be like, are you Chris Christopherson? <laughs> and then just walk away. That's how I, that's how I get into that. And he'd be like, what is that guy's deal? Go up to Snoop, you'd be like, you're Warren G's cousin, right? <laughs> that guy knew how to regulate. I think Snoop would be easy. I think Snoop's the easier one to get in. Although I hear Willie is great. Like everyone who's met him says, you know, you just go in and you smoke pot with him. Yeah. Well, that's what, but that was basically what, how I imagined the plan going down. So are you, are you, maybe you're just standing, maybe you're just standing somewhere with a gigantic joint, and you just specifically locate yourself in places where you know they'll be like walk around a corner, and you just got a giant joint, and you just look at them and go, "Hey, you want some?" They're not going. Neither one of them are going to turn that down. <laughs> it's literally that easy. I mean, that those these two people you've picked, it's literally that easy. I you mean. just have a giant joint. You make a pretty valid point. <laughs> yeah, that's what I will say. I, maybe I was thinking too much about wasting three or four weeks me meeting members of the entourage. Yeah, no. No, you're right. Go yeah. straight to the source. Yeah. You just you have a giant joint in your hand and you just look at them and you go, this is amazing. And that's it. You're in. Yeah, okay. That's good. But I have to be careful just to be like not actually smoking the giant joint. Like to be... Like, or, like, you know, because otherwise I'll just be smoking a giant joint and I'll forget about my plan. That's right. They'll walk by. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Again. That's like seven times. <laughs> and they just keep going, who's the guy with the giant joint? And never <laughs> ask somebody to join them. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you, because I, I think this is the difference when it comes to the climate, is that I have a philosophical, um, you know, uh, in that I 
think for the sake of humanity, whatever humanity is, you know, um, yeah. that I guess because I am a human being, if asked in a pinch, there's something intrinsic in me that's like, I guess humans should survive. You know, that that's the nature of things that survive as a species. There is some sort of inbuilt, you know, need to procreate and mm-hmm. couple and breed and all these sort of things that are kind of inbuilt into us. They're not things that everybody's just chosen to do. They're kind right. of, you know, part of our DNA and part of the survival of human beings. You know, because yeah. our human beings have survived is, you know, this need to, you know, populate and destroy and build yeah. and all these sort of things have helped us. Um, so I guess I, I, I prefer that humans keep going. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't really have an opinion on it, to be honest. I'm, I'm very neutral to the topic. I've seen enough of the downside of humans that I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not sure we deserve it. Yeah, I mean, chance. it's not great. I mean, I like, don't take them back. Yeah, that's what I would yeah, say to the yeah. planet. If I had a one-on-one with the planet, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I, I reckon this experiment's done. I know, but what about how about bugs now? Yeah. What about bugs take over? I don't reckon it's getting better from here. You know <laughs> I mean? It's not. Like we gave them There's, a crack. Yeah, it, they were I mean, king of the jungle. All they wanted to do was make money. At right. the end of the day, that was stupid. It wasn't even like a thing. It was just paper. Yeah, they made up something that they would fight over. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But let's just say, for the sake of not being too, you know, nihilist about the entire thing, which is um, that I'm in favor of human beings surviving on the planet. Okay. For me, that is a, a kind of an intellectual um, experiment in that mm-hmm. I am of an age where, much like the planet, things are not getting better for me either. You yeah. know, like, you know, my career's probably peaked, my body certainly peaked many years ago. Yeah. Like, you know, my mind, yeah, probably will get, you know, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. Yeah. Like, you know, and I've been very lucky and, and done well and probably will be in a position to survive the next 10, 15, 20 yeah, years, you right. know, like in a, in a way that, you know, is reasonably comfortable and is going to be fine. I'm yeah. not going to be the first person affected by the problems that are coming our way is my point. The, right? Exactly. The poor. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the poor are going to get totally fucked first. And yeah. The, and, and those sort of things will have obviously major knock-on effects to the rest of the population. Yeah. But in a general theoretical sense, you know, while they will come for me, they will come for me down the list of people. Yeah, you're, you're way down the line. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not at the end that will get overthrown if there's a revolution against the rich. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... For you, it's it, there's more stakes in the game. You yeah, have a, child. a kid. Yeah. So it matters more. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, do you actually genuinely have to have a plan? Do you yes. like? I mean, is it at the point now where you would be derelict in your duties, you know, to your son and you know the survival of him and whatever that if you didn't have some sort of plan? Yes. You one hundred percent have a plan. You have to have a plan for your child at this point. Like it's that. That's where we are. You have to figure out the best place to go, where the best uh, chance of people living well is. That kind of thing. And how do you stop from being in that situation? The the dad of the kid whose dad has a crazy plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's a hundred percent. Just like <laughs> like. Because it's so funny. Because how my... do you stop becoming Sarah Connor of the environment? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's totally crazy. Because 
if you read the science, the science is like, like there's scientists moving to Canada and stuff. Like there's the science is like, get ready. But then there's a part of your head that's like, well, no, those doomsday preppers are fucking crazy. And I've been watching them on TV for years and they're out of their minds. Right. But I'm not worried about EMP. You know what I mean? I'm worried about actual science. But no, there's definitely a, a, because my dad was super into that kind of shit. Like he was a doomsday prepper-ish type guy. So there's a part of you that's like, well, am I being conspiratorial madman guy? But then you go read about it and you go, no, I'm not. So it's weird. It's a weird place to be. I guess the upside is finally something in common with your dad. (laughs) Like, I mean, that you can talk about. I I buy a 50-gallon tank of water and I send my dad a picture. Hey, dad, I finally get you. (laughs) Dad, how good are bulk beans? I just bought 20, 20 cases of... A canned stew like you did, Dad. Like you did. Like you did. Cats in the cradle in the (laughs) stew. Dad, are you playing cats in the cradle? (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. But you know, then you you talk to people and like it like when we were in Tasmania, there's tons of people moving down there because of climate change. There are people moving already. The people have money. And they're reading the science are starting to move and or buy land or buy property. So, okay. Now, what? I mean, just, <laughs> well, so this is the reason that no one ever talks about it because you're like, well, this is just fucked. I mean, it is though. And, and so your brain, when you are confronted with, and again, maybe this is just part of, Either how we're programmed, you know, yeah, it's a psychological as human beings, yeah. but um, yeah, whether that be you know through you know, hundreds of years of like evolution in the way that we're programmed, or in the way that we're programmed every day by you know advertising and marketing yeah. and messaging and you know politics and all these ways that we're you know constantly being fed misinformation and you know um, you know that our brains are being manipulated in ways and triggered in ways that we don't even. You know, whether it's looking at our phone a thousand times a day or, yeah. you know, this, you know, the way that we pay attention to things now. I mean, the fact that this great crisis of, you know, world-ending proportion is happening in a time where we can't, we also have trained our brains to not be able to concentrate on any one That's big right. thing yeah. at all. At all. As those just, things have happened at the same time. Yeah. There's like, a constant distraction. Right. Of shit, of just stuff that's like, what, Kanye's in the White House? And you're just, you're drifting over to other things all the fucking time. And that there's this big thing that, the number one thing we should all be talking about and dealing with is that there's a giant storm coming and we're talking about other stuff. Yeah, it should almost be, because our brains are now at that point where we're, like, I just think that there was a time probably where our brains were evolved at a point if the scientists all got together and went, hey, look, there's an asteroid coming yeah. and it's going to be here in 12 years and we have to come up with a plan to stop the asteroid from right. hitting and destroying us all, that we wouldn't move on to the next day to some other topic, right? Yeah. That we would go, well, there's an okay, asteroid. you know what? That's legit. When I get up tomorrow, I'd still like the first thing I hear about is what our new plan is for the asteroid. (laughs) That's right. And once you've like, I don't think I would be able to move on to the minutiae of the day by day, you know, like that we do that we get distracted by something else. And we put the asteroid out of our mind. Yeah. 
But we've got an asteroid hurtling towards right. the Earth already. But the difference is there's a bunch of people making money off the asteroid coming. <laughs> so those guys are in the way. We're like, you guys, the asteroid's great. Yeah. The asteroid's going to hit us. We're gonna, we'll be fine. Asteroids have never hurt anybody before. Asteroids are good. And you got to go, no, it's a fucking asteroid. What are you talking about? And they're like, no, when it hits, it explodes into gold. And we all run around and we're richer and better. I mean, I guess we just let it hit and see. <laughs> Take our chances. Maybe it all will be fine. Yeah. I mean, best case scenario, we're wrong. That's what I always say. Best case scenario, yes. we're wrong. That's right. And I have absolutely no problem with being wrong in this yeah, scenario. Yeah, would be great. I would be wrapped. I love if it. If it turns out that the 3% of climate change scientists who've been paid by the big oil and energy <laughs> companies have accidentally stumbled upon the yeah. actual truth, which yeah. is this is all part yeah, of the natural all, cycle and yeah. there isn't actually anything we can do about it. In fact, go back to throwing your garbage out the window. Yeah, it's all good. Pollution is good. But the problem is that like we get fed this other thing every day. And this is what I talk about I mean when I talk about the programming in our minds is we get sent this idea that it's a matter of personal and individual responsibility. Yeah. That somehow, if I separate my recycling, that will make a difference. Yeah. Whereas we're not at that point. No, we're if past If we that ever point. were at that point. Yeah. But I mean, it's the big businesses and the corporations and the, you know, the governments who are in pocket with these, you know, corporations, all these sort of things that are the major destroyers and polluters and whatever yeah. of the planet. Yeah, it's like I think there's like a hundred companies that create seventy percent of all the carbon. Like it's the, that's the they're the problem, right? So it doesn't really matter if I recycle. But I mean, look, it's you know just a personal choice of like being better than throwing it you know out, which is just like better for everything. But uh, right, it, so, this as, is, as, so that's my. You're point, not going right? to stop the asteroid by cleaning up your yard. No. But the attitude of wanting to clean up your yard or wanting to separate the recycling or whatever is hopefully something that you are establishing a pattern for that I care about the planet we are on. That would be good if it was reflected across all the things that we do, right? I yeah. guess that's it's yeah. that idea of going, I do this as a symbolic sort of, you know, sign. Like the famously the Japanese sporting teams, you know, and the fans who when they go to the World Cup and these sort of things, as soon as the game is finished, they clean yeah, yeah, the yeah. Area, yeah. Now you don't need to do that. They employ no. people at those stadiums to clean up, and everybody else, you know, does that. But there is something about the attitude of that. What it yes. says that is like, we will leave this how we found this. That's right. That I think we've kind of stopped as being part of our makeup, totally. and our DNA. A hundred percent. The idea, the idea that we can just pollute and be like, that's fine, is crazy. Like you can't. If you're putting stuff into the air that's a pollutant, what? But also, even the idea of like fixing things. Yeah. Because when's the last time you fix something? Like, you know, well, of course we can't fix the planet. No one fixes anything themselves anymore. Things break and you go, oh, well, I guess this is broken now. And you throw it and out. You throw it away yeah. and you get a new one. There's... And that infects our attitude to how we solve problems. Surely. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, I, we, uh, our um, ice maker and our refrigerator broke. So the guy came over and. He looks like so he sold the house. <laughs> <laughs> he came over and we just started hitting everything with sledgehammers. <laughs> well, like climate change, right? Yeah. This is why, climate change. <laughs> but he came over and he looked at our refrigerator and I was like, yeah, I kind of want to get a new one. He goes, and why? And I go, well, it's old. He goes, yes, keep it. 
And I go, why? And he goes, because they are all made to break now. Like they purposely are made so they break parts, bigger things. They're all made temporarily to to break down. That's how the companies make them because they want to make money. So everything in our society is yeah. And so then you're just then you just see like pictures of somewhere in the Philippines where there's just fucking mounds of garbage that people are are like mining for metal and shit. And it's just like, yeah, we should buy less shit and we should have less shit. It's totally a big, huge part of the problem. Like we are, we're, uh, we're so, I mean, look, we're just crazy fucking capitalists. At the end of the day, that's all it is, right? We're, we're being told to buy shit. You need the newest thing, the newest iPhone, the newest this, the newest that. Like, and then the old thing you have just goes, you know, where? So how much of that is the cause of the problem and how much of it is a reflection of the problem, right? You know, like in that idea of going, well, if the world is truly fucked, if you believe... So let's put it this way. If I honestly believe, right, that in 12 years... The IPCC report said 12 years, right? Yeah. So the it was the UN... Yeah, it was the... Yes. And that's a conservative yes. estimate. So 12 years. Yeah. Till kind of we're irreparable... Irre, what do you... Anyway. Irreparably. Till we're irreparably. Yeah. Uh, damaged uh, well not damaged fucked basically. yeah it's over yeah yeah it's over so if i honestly believe that to be true yeah why am i holding off on my willie nelson plan I'm like in- what's to be gained now wouldn't i be best off cutting my losses now packing up everything moving to hawaii now and enjoying you know it while it's good rather than waiting until it gets bad yeah probably i mean yeah i think there's something to that so how do you fix things when that is then the i think that's a huge i think that's a huge part of it i especially think people you know who i talk to who don't have kids um uh definitely have a different attitude and they're like yeah but shouldn't i just ride this out and have the best time i can but that's a valid like response you know I love that Ramona has come in from her walk. It's her birthday today and she's jumped up on you. Um, she's puffing and panting yeah. and uh, she's still wearing a harness. So she looks very like she's in a post-apocalyptic future and now she's licking your face. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's she's sensed some disquiet and she's like, Ramona. Are we a couple? Down. Are we a couple? Ramona. I feel like we might. I think we. I think we. (laughs) I think we might have a really. We might have stepped up our relationship quite a bit. Now she got tea on her. That's what happens when you vote yes. Now you know. Now you know. You've learned your lesson, tea lady. How are you, Ramona? Did you have a good walk? Did you get. Did you enjoying your birthday? (laughs) (laughs) She's got like, I got to be honest. uh, I'm not. I don't notice a big difference. I'm a dog. I mean, I I bought them. I bought her a toy, yeah, like a birthday toy, which she um, managed to destroy in about half an hour. Is that true? Having the toy, yeah, yes. Um, pulled the stuffing out of the pulled the stuffing. Oh, they out love of the to do that. The was there a squeaker? Uh, there was a squeaker. Yeah, and then she destroyed it. Pulled yeah. the stuffing out. Um, and I felt like that was you know. It's a good day. That's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> But again... But again, she's fucking up the planet. <laughs> yeah, right? This is, this is the point, right? Like, you know, I mean, you read it... We're, we're, we are all caught in these compromises. Yeah. Right? All of us. Like, the idea of, like, working within the system... Like, you know, you'd be foolish to think that we don't live in a 
capitalist system. Yeah. And you know that intellectually, I'm not going to be able to overthrow this all myself. And so me not like playing along with it, being part of it is, is that of any value? I mean, these are the questions that you ask. It's okay. I'll give you a better example. So I don't eat meat. Eating meat is one of the big mm-hmm. things that like, yeah, you yeah. know, terrible for the planet. For sure. Right? So I can have my brownie points there. Yep. But I oh, fly yeah. everywhere for work. Right? Yeah, right. And flying is one of the worst, worst things in the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, I justify it going, well, you know, I mean, it's my job, right? Yeah. But if you really looked at the state of the world, if I cared more about the world than I do about my own individual needs, I would look at the planet and i go, you know what? People can do without my laughs. <laughs> People don't really need to see me in person. You know, like, for the sake of the planet, I'm like, no. You know what's more important than the future of this planet? Me. Me. A new hour every year is what's going to change this. Um, uh, yeah. but, but also, you know, you have the dogs. I feed the dogs meat. So then you're... Like it's oh, unnecessary yeah. for me to have, for us to have dogs. Yeah. Like in this, I mean, when you're talking about the state of the, the right. planet, right? Yeah. So but we look, are all doing these things. But look at look at her. I know she's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little bit forward, uh, I would say. But I mean, yeah. I think as she's aged, she's got more bold. <laughs> yeah, she really has. I mean, she came she came right up in my face, and she was like, "What are we doing? Yeah. What's our deal?" <laughs> Where are we at? <laughs> hey, guess what, buddy? Planets are going away pretty soon. What do you want to do about it? Yeah, she accidentally overheard a Beyonce album, and now she is an independent woman. <laughs> She's like, sisters are doing that for themselves. Don't you, Ramona? Um, uh, you know, th- those little, th- like, the big things are like, the big things you can do, are, you know, if you can afford to, is put solar on your roof or drive an electric car. Like, though, I think those things make a pretty difference. I think eating... Uh, not eating meat is a big one. I think those are like the biggest things. But when you, when it comes to plastic bottles, you know, you know that kind of stuff, we try to get away from those. I think it's helpful because that that's petroleum. But uh, but a lot of it's like the the thing about like phones and and just all these products we buy. Like I don't know, that's crazy. I mean, when you go and and look at videos of what those places are like, where all that shit ends up, it's just unbelievable. But the biggest, but still, the biggest thing right now is stopping shit from going into the air, stopping right. carbon dioxide from going into the air, stopping methane from going into the air. Um, what are you doing about it? Um, so I put solar panels up on the house. Um, I've stopped mostly stopped eating meat almost completely. Like I might have like a rare dinner out or or whatever where I'll be like I'll have a little bit, but. I almost never eat red meat. Um, uh, electric cars. It's hard, you know. There's I I've kind of banned I banned water bottles from the house. Um, Finn's just drinking Coke now, right? Yeah, make him cup his hands. This is what it'll be like when there are no cups. <laughs> oh, Dad. Dad. Uh, I don't know. I just try to do little things here and there. But, you know, I mean, to me, the biggest thing is is we got to stop the, the we, all the car companies need to go electric, and which they are. Um, and that's a plan that's happening really fast. Um, 
they have to go electric. Um, we have to push for like, you know, what's what South Australia has the the Tesla battery like thing like that has to start happening everywhere. And and solar panels have to like we have to tell our government to enough with the fucking shit. Sometimes I think Australia is a little cursed. Um, uh, and I'll give you some examples. Tiger Woods, for example, uh, was the world's greatest golfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he came out to Australia, played a golf tournament, uh, got spotted with another woman. And then is that where? Yeah. It was this is where it happened. It was just, yeah. Well, you had dinner the other night. That's where it happened. What? Yeah. We're not in that restaurant, but, but like in, that, in that building. That really? In. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that was in Melbourne. Um, Elon did Musk he have, did he have put in that battery in South Australia and everyone was like, Gee, Elon Musk is a guy who <laughs> is totally sane and is never going to say anything weird and will never let us down in any way. But he started screaming about pedos and caves. <laughs> Hey, remember when uh, you were going to save the world, but now you're screaming about pedophiles in caves? Yeah. Uh, so you've gone off the rails a little bit. Just, yeah, don't... I mean, I mean this in the nicest possible way, Elon. Just, you don't need to go on Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. That that does no... Also, Twitter's not good for uh, you at all. No. Really bad for you. There are some people who... Uh, Twitter suits. Yeah. Uh, one of those people is Russell Crowe. I have become oh, yeah. such a great fan of Russell Crowe's Twitter. Yeah. Like he is a really good Twitter. Yeah. And but also he is really supportive of like, you know, a lot of Australian, you know, comedy and stuff like that. I've oh, noticed he is? that he's become a real sort of proponent of like sharing people's stuff and yeah and whatever. It's 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 quite cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. You don't get that a lot from people of that level, you know? No. Uh, Bill Murray came and watched some of our podcasts the other night. Hang on. What? Where? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Hang on. I, never, I still have to tell you the Brad Pitt story. Okay. Well, um, see, if you've listened this far, people, you're, you're, thank you. You're going to hear a Bill Murray story and a Brad Pitt story. So, yeah, apparently he was at Hamer Hall. Oh, and he here in Melbourne the other night. Yeah, he's he out performing. He was in buying. Australia. He is. Yeah. Well, he was buying tickets to another show, and he was like, "What's what's in there tonight?" And they were like, "Oh, it's a podcast." And he came in and watched like twenty minutes. Bill Murray. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that is crazy. Okay, so uh, so a guy that I grew up watching that was like my number one idol as a child now watch the show I did in the biggest venue I've ever done. Let me ask you a hypothetical question. Is it about climate change? (laughs) (laughs) And Bill Murray? Because those two things can be combined. Um, If, and I'm not saying that he would ever do this. Yes. In fact, I'm sure that he would not do this. Um, The answer is yes. Bill Murray wanted to raise Finn as his own. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. <laughs> Finn, you're just going to be better off with this guy. I, mean, I know you don't know him. I know you don't know who he is. But trust me, he was great on Saturday Night Live when I was young. <laughs> and he did some Caddyshack. Watch Caddyshack. That's your new dad. If Bill Murray had decided to like that he was loving the dollop yeah. and he thought he had something to contribute, right? So imagine this is what happens. You're at Hamer Hall in Melbourne, two and a half yeah. thousand people watching you in one of the best venues in the entire world. Yeah, Bill Murray is also there. Yeah, A guy that you grew up 
watching one of the coolest people on the entire planet, Bill Murray, is there. Yeah. He is watching part of your show. Now, that in itself is an amazing thing, right? Yeah. yeah. But your show is a show where you have comedic guests on the show. That's like, right. it is actually part of the nature of... You know, so, Nick Cody was on, I think, in right. Hamer Hall the other night, right? Yep. So, say Bill Murray's like, oh, this looks fun, and walked down to the front and walked up on stage or like went around the back because he's performing at Hamer Hall. So he's got a pass or whatever, yeah. right? He goes around the back. He whispers to the guy on the wings and suddenly Bill Murray walks out with a microphone and just starts joining in on the dollop. Yeah. Would you be cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Do you think it would have been a better show if that had happened? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think so. He's the kind of guy that would fit in with that, with the the show. Quite well, like his sense of humor and the way he operates. So imagine if you went to the dollop and you're already having a pretty good time. Yeah. And then Bill Murray comes out. I mean, it's it's one of the best nights ever, isn't it? So then here's what I would say. Don't you think that Bill Murray had a responsibility to do that? 100%. (laughs) 100%. And this is my second point. (laughs) Fuck Bill Murray for not coming down and going on stage. Do you think there was any? Do you think there was any part in his mind where he was like, because you know he does crazy shit like that, yeah. right? He goes and he bartends it. Do you think there was any part in his mind where he was like, maybe I should just go down there? I should just be in this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's looking at things in a realistic way, yeah. I've said this about Stephen Fry. I um, was lucky enough one night to go out with a group of other people, post a show that I'd done with Stephen Fry, and it was like the final night of their tour. And, um, uh, you know, so everyone's having a, you know, a drink at the end of the thing, you yeah. know, some crew who've been traveling with them and, and whatever. And people always ask me, you know, what was it like to, you know, hang out with Stephen Fry? And I said, well, Stephen Fry is a man who enjoys the sound of his own voice, yeah, but in the way that he's made a intellectual and logical decision, he's looked around the room and he's thought, what would people prefer here? Me yeah. to just keep talking? Or would they prefer to like be joining in and whatever? And he made the right choice. <laughs> None of us were going to add anything. He's Stephen Fry. You know, he's like hilarious and intelligent and a yeah. wonderful storyteller. I don't yeah. want to hear from Dave the Tech. No, fuck and no. All due, all due respect to Dave the yeah, Tech. Yeah, no, that guy's Neither got it down. Dave the Tech. That's right. <laughs> what, does Ramona not like Stephen Fry? What's the matter, Ramona? You all right? Are you just deprived of attention on it's your birthday? Ramona, like, yeah, it's my birthday. What are we doing? Is that what she wanted? Oh, she just wants some attention, I think. I get it. She's a birthday attention? girl. Yeah. You can be on the podcast if you want. If you want to say something. What do you want to say? Exactly. Dave is depressed about the planet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, that's a pretty cool story, though. Bill yeah, Murray, it was pretty great, right? Show. Was Sometimes, there another part of you that was like, why didn't he stay? No, 100%. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he probably had somewhere to go. He probably had yeah. a dinner to go to or whatever. Or yeah, again. but like, you know, I mean, how good would it have been if he cancelled his plans? I mean, when he's on the phone to the people he was having dinner with. I imagine yeah. Steve Martin and uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve, a hologram of Robin Williams. If he called up and he and, and he called up and, and he said, hey, Steve and hologram, uh, <laughs> I'm watching this uh, podcast and Steve Martin and Hologram are like, oh, the dollop? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Or well, Steve's like, I'll grab my banjo. 
<laughs> and Steve and and uh, holograms like I can't actually go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. I'm a hologram. <laughs> you guys know this. It's weird to be honest that I'm having this conversation. There must yeah, be honestly, no <laughs> I'm not sentient. So, um, um, so okay, that's one story. Bill Murray, Brad Pitt. Um, Brad Pitt. So Marin, Mark Marin, uh, sends me a mess. So uh, on the final season of Marin. We knew it was the final season, so the idea was that Mark was going to leave, right? He was going to leave his life and go off somewhere. Um, and so I've I've become rich because I married a rich woman, um, and he comes over to my house to say goodbye, and we were trying to figure out what my character would do in that situation. So uh, we have we have a talk, and then he goes to hug me, and my character gets so freaked out that he farts to keep Mark away from him. That's my final scene on the show. And so uh, Mark meets Brad Pitt somehow, I think at the Emmys or something, but he meets Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt is like, I fucking love your show. I love your show. And I love Dave. That character Dave is like so fucking great. And then he goes, and that final scene where he farts, he goes, I must have watched that like 10 times. <laughs> So now, so, now knowing you. So Brad Pitt's, ba- Brad, Brad Pitt's back on the weed, obviously. <laughs> That's the first thing that I've... Now knowing you yes. and your, where your level of you know, humor is and that you don't exactly like scatological stuff, have you lost respect for Brad Pitt? Or gained it because he enjoys my comedic abilities? Okay, well, I haven't lost respect for him because I didn't think in my mind that Brad Pitt would be the sort of person who wouldn't enjoy a fart joke. <laughs> he looks to me like a guy who, that doesn't surprise me. It's not like, if, if you said it was Clooney, I'd be like, oh, maybe. But like, I don't know, like 100%. Yeah. Seth Rogen, definitely. Obviously. Stephen Fry? Like, see, Stephen Fry, I wouldn't like that from. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I don't think that that would be the sort of direction that I'd enjoy. Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> But Brad Pitt, yeah, I can see that. Like, I can yeah. see Brad Pitt enjoying that sort of scene. That that strikes me as being something he would enjoy. I think that, like, wasn't there a lot of like on the set of films that him and George Clooney do? There was like a series of pranks. What didn't one of them? Oh shit yeah, in the others, cat litter. At yeah, some I stage? think so. Yeah, Actually, see that. That, might, that yeah. makes me feel gross. You too. like that? <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel gross. <laughs> Even just like bringing that story up, I'm like, oh. I know someone who shit in cat litter because. They were at home and their dad was in the bathroom and was in there so long and they couldn't hold it anymore. So they shit in the calendar. I mean, that's one option. The other option would be to walk out of your house. Yeah. Uh, towards and then into the nearest ocean and kill yourself. Wow. Just shit in an ocean? Oh, man. Just walk into the ocean until you... Oh, just walk in it. Keep walking. Just keep walking. Okay. I, th- I feel like that would be the option you would take. That is the option I would take. <laughs> it's my get-out plan. That's why it's going to be good to be in Hawaii for when it all goes pear-shaped. My get-out plan has always been walking to the nearest ocean. And it'll be pretty near. Yeah. It'll be right at my front door. Keeps getting closer. Exactly. <laughs> Cut out the walk. Cut out the middleman. I'm like moving my sunglasses. Um, so... All right. Uh, does it doesn't make me think any less of Brad Pitt? Okay, well, that's good. Does it make me think more of you that 
a celebrity like Brad Pitt has enjoyed your work? That is an interesting mm. one. That's interesting. No, I don't think so. I don't think it does. I don't think that, you know, I, I needed Brad... I don't think that I would necessarily take Brad Pitt's, like, recommendation. Like, I've never gone out and seen something because <laughs> I'm like, oh, Brad Pitt's really into this. <laughs> In fact, the only thing I know he's really into is, like, smoking weed. I knew he was into smoking weed. And I can't actually name another thing that Brad Pitt's into. He loves Roadhogs. Uh, as in the, the movie? movie? Yeah. With... No, no. Just... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what does Brad Pitt like? I mean, I've always known I've always known he was a stoner. Yeah. So I just assume he likes like Bill and Ted and shit like that. Like, uh, you know, I mean, well, I mean, I, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. It's not like the Brad Pitt recommends. He's a, he's a dude. Like, I know that him and George Clooney and. Those guys used to play like Halo, the video game, like for hours at night, you know, back in the day, like he was a gamer back then. And like, he's just a fucking dude. Yeah. So it doesn't, I, it doesn't surprise me that his yeah. favorite scene in Marion was you farting. <laughs> Surprises me a little that he's got the window in his schedule to watch it 10 times. I know, right? like, that feels <laughs> extravagant. Even for something you really like. 10 times seems like a lot. Um, it's cool though. It's a good story though. Yeah. I mean, I imagine there's a, a like so many examples of that that you just never know about, right? No, yeah, you don't like, know I mean, at all. I mean, you make a piece of work like Marin that is available on the internet, right? Like, I think that the uh, success of Nanette, um, you know, uh, had a Gatsby show, and the amount of people that I, you know, follow online or you know who are celebrities or whatever who came out and yeah. you know said that they enjoyed it and endorsed it, and even to a certain extent. You know, seeing it with uh, Daniel Sloss's show on uh -huh. Netflix and the amount of people that, you know, who were not really aware of Daniel who now are and seeing some sort of, you know, celebrities or people who are more well-known or whatever, you know, see it and tweet about it and stuff. Yeah. You're like, of course. Like, these are right. just people who, it's like, you know, Brad Pitt on his night out, uh, on, at night at home, if he's like a stoner and he's not playing video games, he's probably going to watch some Netflix. That's right. <laughs> he's going to sit down and flick through Netflix and go, what's on? Yeah. And then he's going to find something to watch. Yeah. And it's not like just because he's in Hollywood, he suddenly, like, I mean, yeah, we're both in the entertainment industry. I mean, we're not fucking Brad Pitt, but we're in the entertainment yeah. industry. And I mean, let's be honest. Like, have you ever watched anything of Brad Pitt's 10 times? Oh, Probably, yeah. Oh, what? Um, uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, <laughs> oh, your favorite movie? Whatchamacallit? What the fuck? Uh, the Seven Deadly Sids one. Seven? Heaven Dead Seven. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Remember you were saying earlier that everything's going down? Like your body is starting to come? Yeah, my brain's shot. I'm like an What's old, that? I'm an old crazy man. Seven I'm an old crazy man. Is it called that's Deadly? Like, that's like Greg Barron's, Sins. Greg Barron's joke about the guys with the, the guys with the, the ring, the, the, <laughs> the guy, it's about a kid with the jewelry. <laughs> jewelry kid. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Red boy. <laughs> Such an old man. I don't know, where am I? What's happening? But yeah, of course, all these people. Are, of course, Emma Thompson, like you know, saw you know Hannah Gadsby's show because right. Emma, Emma Thompson was at home one night looking for something to watch on Netflix, and someone said, and someone yeah, was like, "Hey, you should this. check this out." Yeah, and then she's just a person who watches the thing and enjoys. That's it. right. Yeah, I know. They're like, celebrities it seem that unusual, but, but that's but to us, they're celebrities. So 
it means something, but they're just people. Yeah. Like it, they watch and the same I think shit. We just go like, yeah, no, I just thought they had a celebrity Netflix <laughs> with like better shows or whatever that we didn't get to see. Like they actually made an extra season of Breaking Bad, but none of us got to see it. <laughs> Everyone lived at the end. The bit you've seen, oh, you haven't seen the rest of that Sopranos episode? <laughs> oh, you know, you're celebrity Netflix. You had a certain level. I'll show you all the good stuff. Once you're A, but not B or C. Oh, the, I know. There was that whole season that explained Lost. <laughs> Are you not? You didn't say that one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Season 9.B. Yeah. Oh, no, there was a whole season of Smallville where he did wear the Superman suit. <laughs> what? It wasn't 10 years and just that final moment in that scene. No, no, no. There was a whole season where he... You haven't seen it? Is that oh, on no, Netflix? you got to get Celebrity Netflix. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That is rough. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> I would join you on that this, but be... I can't even remember the name of movies. <laughs> That'd be great, though, by the way. is um, A special... That's a great way to do... Like, you know, for example, to like, yeah, The Sopranos... You know, where it finishes in that moment where you go, and everyone's like, what happened? And then, like, it's revealed that they did actually shoot what happens. And, and they like, just gave it to rich people. Yeah, just gave it to rich people. <laughs> it's like a pa- Patreon reward level. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <sighs> I mean, it might be the only way to fund entertainment in the future. Like, because if a few people are going to have all the money, like, yeah. it's going to be like salt and a brunei stuff again right yeah like we're not going to be able to sell enough ordinary people t- tickets to things but if like jeff bezos or whoever's got like all the money and j- just wants to go you know what because he could do that now well right? he, he just, mean, he's got his own studio he just did it sort with, of things he just did it with a show that got canceled his favorite show was on sci-fi uh it's a it's a big you know space outer space futuristic thing and it got canceled and he was like oh i like it let's keep making it so he bought it. Now it's going to be on Amazon. Yeah. He's but, just like, I want to. But realistically, he doesn't even have to put it on Amazon. No, he like, doesn't. He, he can just have it, it for himself. People have to come over to his house to right. watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he could just have a, I assume he has a screening room at his house. Oh, whatever, he's right? got a theater, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. So he could just get, you know, Matthew Weiner or get like, you know. He whatever. could actually have the actors come in and perform in. it in right. front of him. <laughs> in front of and the then life. at the end, oh. when it gets canceled, oh. he kills them. You haven't seen the new Seinfeld? <laughs> like, he could, though. Yeah. Like, how much do you think? Okay. He's, he's, uh, okay. So, say um, Jeff Bezos wanted to see one more episode of Seinfeld, mm-hmm. right? What do you think? Because, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David have obviously got heaps of money themselves yeah. already. But it's just like a corporate gig, right? Yeah. Essentially, he says to them, he says, I want you to get back together, write one final episode of Seinfeld. I'll pay everybody to be involved. Yeah. What does that cost, uh, do you think, Jeff Bezos, to get one more episode of Seinfeld for purely performed at his house in front of a live... He wants it for his birthday. Say it's like, you know, they're like, yeah. you know, for my 70th birthday or whatever, I'm going to... Yeah, well, no, however, he must be, what, mid-50s or something, is he? Is he mid-50s? I don't know. 60s, whatever. It's not 60s. Pick a, pick a birthday. For his 60th birthday, Seinfeld reunion, live, he invites all his friends. I mean, what a great... Is imagine, it a, is imagine it that. A, you get invited to Jeff Bezos's, uh you know, 60th, 50th birthday yeah. party and you get to see... Seinfeld. A live episode of Seinfeld. Now, is it a snuff Seinfeld where they kill them at the end? They kill Newman. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry kills Newman, finally. So it is a snuff Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, How much does it cost you to get that done? <laughs> 
Okay, so you got to factor in the fact that how much money Seinfeld himself has. Yeah, that's right. And Larry David. And Larry and David. And to a lesser extent, Julia. Yeah, Julia she, I mean, she's doing how many well. shows has she been on right. after that? Like, she's, exactly. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm Jason say, Alexander, still a decent price, I imagine. Yeah. Not the price it once was, but still a decent price. Yep. Um, I, I imagine Michael Richards is available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made he made a couple bad mistakes. Uh, comedy's not for everybody. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm going to add a twist to it. Instead of Michael Richards, because they think that'll be bad taste. Yeah. Bezos wants to play Kramer. <laughs> Does he wear the wig? Yeah, he's got the hair. <laughs> Burst okay. through doors. Well, that's a big twist. Yeah. That's a big twist. And is it filmed or is it uh, live? It's filmed. It's filmed. Is it a play? It's a film. It's filmed exactly like they filmed it. So they filmed build all like the sets. It, in front of a live studio audience, but they're the audience. Yeah. Everybody gets to take home a copy. But just the people at the party. Just the people at the party. And if they show it to anyone, they get killed. Yeah. How much does that cost? So here's the thing. You got to factor in how much money Jerry Seinfeld has, which is much more than any of the other ones. Okay. So he's got... Let's do it in order. He bought a building in New York just for his cars. He bought a building. He gutted it just to put his cars in. He's got a lot of money. Billion. How much does it cost you to get... Uh, Jason Alexander on board. Just let's let's yeah. You, you got to get some call cast. How much for Jason Alexander? Ten million. Ten million, right? Okay. Well, that's loose change for yeah, Basil, right? Uh, how much does it cost you to get Julia Louis Dreyfus on board? That's like twenty-five. She's more. I bet you could do it for twenty. I bet yeah. if like everybody else was on board, she'd happily do it to for twenty. 20. It's yeah. one night, right? Yeah, it's one night. Okay. Jerry Seinfeld. What does it cost you to get Jerry Seinfeld on board? <sighs> what's the amount of money that Jeff Bezos can write to Jerry Seinfeld that Seinfeld goes, you know what? It's worth my time. I mean, he's got to already have like 800 million, something like that. So it's got to be, it's got to be something that, and he does, you know, he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't believe in doing stuff like that or else he would have done it. Right. He would have done right. another episode because you know, they've tried to get him back. This is a one-off guaranteed doesn't, Get out. Everybody just gets their own copy, and if not, they're killed. So no one in the public's going to ever see it. No. It's a total secret, basically. 200 people get to see it. I wonder. I still think it's going to be more than 100 million. I think it's like 250 million. Because he's already got so much money, nothing matters. He already has that. I know, but can you, like, I mean... There's just got to be a point where someone offers you $50 million to do something where you go, it's still worth it. That's still like a big chunk of the, I mean, 50 million, that's another building full of cars. That is. Well, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be more than 50 million. Okay. A hundred million for Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah How maybe. much does it cost you to get uh, Larry David on board? 20 million. He's not. 20? Yeah. I think he just rolls in. I don't think he. All right. You got to get some core supporting cast of some kind. You got to bring Newman. Back. We're going to kill yeah, Newman. But, oh yeah, but he. Oh yeah. So it's going to cost more to kill him. Um, <laughs> no, it costs less because you kill him and then you don't have to pay him. Yeah. Oh. Unless his agent wants. I, I imagine that you got to negotiate. You got to send him to pages. Oh, he knows he's being killed. Well, I hope. So. Yeah, I think so. Oh, you got to pay him a lot more. Yeah, he's gone into it. I mean, otherwise it spoils the party. <laughs> Um, all right, so you could get it done for let's say let let's say three hundred million dollars. Yeah, three hundred three hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, 
Half a bit. Let's. You know what? Half a billion. Three and a half million. Yeah, because Bezos, that's nothing. Right. Yeah, in the same way as that other money is nothing to Seinfeld. To yeah, me, yeah. He's got like $166 billion. Like, he could lose 99% of his money and still be a billionaire. I mean, you'd easily splash half a billion. Yeah. I'm getting the original cast of Seinfeld back together for your yeah. birthday party. Just throw it down. I mean, it seems stupid not to. Yeah, to- uh, totally. Just do it. And I mean, the other thing is, it, could, it would be a really good episode because you could hire a huge, right? You could get like the oh. best 10 writers they ever had on the show back and like, yeah. that'll do it for Oh, they would do the right. <laughs> <laughs> the writers would do it for nothing. Yeah, for the work. <laughs> for exposure. <laughs> Donuts. Donuts and coffee. An Amazon gift card. Uh, yeah. One of, run, one of them runs Veep now, though, so we'd have to do it when that's not shooting. Um, all right. So uh, uh, we, uh, we should finish up. But America, um, we should let me. Um, what, what's what's going on? Give us. People um, often request uh, that, you know, you come on the podcast and tell people about, you know, politics in America. And we haven't really spoken about that because yeah. it's just so. The headlines are so horrible. Yeah, yeah. We're, but where do you think it's actually at? Uh, I think we're uh, 100% going to be a fascist country in about eight years. I think we're moving towards genocide, killing people on the border. Uh, I think that, yeah, I think we're going to be like Brazil. Um, we're going to vote in an absolute fucking monster. And Trump's not the monster. Trump's just laying the path for the next guy, the smart one. Is that good? Well... I mean, it's, it's not particularly rosy picture. <laughs> so, <laughs> is there a chance that this is just a correction blip? No. Do you know what I mean? Like, that this has been, in some ways, we will look back and go, are we all well served that the person who could have been the horrible fascist dictator turned out to be a mostly idiotic, buffoonish person who also just was surrounded by, you know, sort of compromise and... I, corruption and I know. would think so, but there's just too many people who believe. Yes, forty percent of Americans are out of their fucking minds. Um, like they believe all these things that aren't true. Like you, people send Democrats bombs, and they're like, "Those aren't real." There's a shooting in a synagogue that never happened. Like they're just out of their fucking minds. So how do you? What do you? How do you deal with that? People living in another reality in your country, like it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. So. That country can't survive. Like, how can it? Well, I mean, when you put it like that, it, it, it is hard to mount an argument in opposition to that idea because there's a fair amount of evidence that, you know, you can't kind of come to a compromise of ideas over facts when yeah. no one can agree on what facts are. Anymore, right. Right? You know, like, the, the politics used to be, you know, at least at the heart of the idea of it, about that idea of going, here are a certain amount of facts that we all agree on. Yeah. And now we have different ideas about, you know, how to handle or deal with or implement or, you know, whatever those things. But we kind of, in a general sense, you know, so with climate change, it'd be like, well, 97% of the scientists reckon it's happening. So let's all agree that it's happening. Yeah. And then we can debate about what's causing it the most and what's blah, 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 this or what we're going to do about countering this and that and how, how much everybody should have to contribute. And we'd be having those debates rather than the debate over whether it's actually happening in the first place. Like yeah. We're stuck at the point where we can't even agree on that things happened. How do you fix the problem that people are sending bombs if you can't agree there were bombs? Right. 
And that, and that apparently, and this is not something I knew, but now that I read up on it, that apparently is the where fascism comes from. That's what happened in Germany. Like there was there, there there's just a a glut of of just garbage out there that people believe, and then you don't have a reality, and then a, a maniac goes into power. But we do this all the time, and I, I mean, I was literally reminded of it this morning when I was hearing some other people, and people I actually really like admire and are intellect like as in people who are kind of up to date with the news and mm -hmm. and these sort of things and it was just a great example to me of how i i think because there are so many things going on at the moment that it is very hard to be pay attention to everything yes so the idea that you will be fully across um most issues is almost unattainable because before you can be across one issue something else has come along and mm -hmm. you feel the need and we're constantly told that you need to be updated with that as well. Yeah. So you move on to the next thing. And so what we tend to do is that we just read the headlines, but because everybody's competing for this space, the headlines become more and more sensational and more yeah. and more disconnected from the actual truth. Totally. And because everybody lives in this world of like hot takes, you know, for clickbait, trying to attract this attention, everybody's, you know, going out of business or, you know, has the lowest prices in town, you know, in a sense of that's where the news media is now, you know, yeah. like I can shout louder than these other people. Then, if the headlines aren't connected with the facts of what the thing is and we're only reading the headlines, yeah. then we start making up these stories in our minds, even smart people, about what is going on, right? Yeah. And that's the thing I try to examine when we talk about even the environment or when we talk about like when killer robots, yeah, which is my joking way of us you know, the, talking about you know, us not intellectually understanding the way that, our te that technology and its rapid increase in sophistication isn't being matched by our understanding of that rapid increase in right. sophistication. That's the main thing for me is that the technology is clearly amplifying in its power, you know, disproportionately to us examining the effect that it has on us. And so much of it is unwitting, you know, and, and yeah. so, okay. So the point being that we get to this point with the disconnection of truth where I heard two very smart people this morning talk about the fact that, um, yeah, the politically correct left had demanded that uh, Apu be taken out of The Simpsons. And I was like, I just knew because that was one story I had taken the time to. Yeah. I'd been a fan of The Simpsons for a long time. I'd seen Harry's documentary. I've followed the debate. I've read like, yeah. right around the facts of the thing. But n these people hadn't. So they then end up having another conversation where everyone gets like angry. And about something that never happened. About something that didn't happen. Yeah. Hasn't even happened yet. And the truth is about that story that it turns out that it's not even true necessarily that Apu's not going to be in The Simpsons. Right, like, it's all... At this point, it's only even a suggestion that that's going to happen. Yeah. But they were having an argument about something using facts that weren't true in the first place. But the more that that argument happens and the more that then there's that article in the paper from the right-wing commentator about how this is all the fault of the politically correct left or whatever and then someone else writes a reaction to that piece about and then the thing sounds like it's true regardless right yeah it's it's the and it's it's the attack culture it's the it's the get everybody in a frenzy culture you know we're not supposed to be living like this this is what happened what's supposed to be happening is you live in a village and a dude comes walking over and he says, hey, you guys know me. I'm from the tribe. I live 200 miles away. You know, these guys came through and they killed a bunch of people. And, you know, and then everyone sits around and talks about it for 
days and they process it and they go through it. And then he walks off to the next village and that's their news for a month or two months. But now it's like you're sitting in that village and 500 people come at you a day and yell shit at you. You would go crazy. There's no way to sort of figure out what's real and what isn't. And there's no way to, to, to process anything. There's no time to process anything on an intellectual level. I literally have 40 stories collected on my browser that I need to read because I think they're important, but I haven't had time to delve into them. I started doing this thing where instead of reading everything that I thought that I needed to read, I would just bookmark instead. Like if I thought, I was like, oh, you know what, I'll bookmark that. Yeah. And then we'll come back to it like a week later or two weeks yeah. later and then go through and literally just go, well, didn't need to know that. Didn't need to this, know so that. So that's kind of what didn't I do. I, but that. I just leave them open on my browser. Right. But that's kind of what I do is I just go back to them and I go, uh, nope, it's not that. Nope, that's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And then. Oh, yeah, we moved on from that. But it's all framed as like, this is a thing that you have to. We're just not made for this. Like, this isn't how human beings take in information. It just isn't. So it, what do you do with that? And But we just gave over to it so quickly. So that's quickly. the thing that I don't really... And I can be as guilty of it as anything else. What, you know, I've been recently trying to turn off my phone. I'm just trying to cut down on screen time. Well, so there's a lot of people saying this to me now. A lot of people are saying this to me. I'm trying to cut down on my screen time. I'm trying to cut down on the way information comes in. I think it's a natural reaction. We're the first generation that has really come up in this. And I think, and I'm amazed it hasn't happened yet, but there's going to be a turn it off movement. Oh yeah. And I think there already is. And people are starting to, because it's like one of those things where, I, I mean, this must kind of feel like what it was like. I think sometimes within the internet and our access to information. And I mean, just things like, like whether you can, you can make a million arguments over like, you know, you know, pornography and people that have their own opinions about that. Mm -hmm. But we never even really talked about the fact that we went from a time where there was none of it to a time where it, it was mostly everything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, totally. And, I mean, but in the sense that everything is accessible to us in such a, I mean, even just the effect on my brain that watching this many good TV shows in a year yeah. has, as opposed to, or the effect that watching 10 episodes in a row has rather than watching 10 episodes over you know, 10 months in the way that yeah. we think and examine something or something stays with us and these sort of things. Like just that increased ability to access things and binge on things and to yeah, be in that, like what effect that has on us, you know, and in the way that we react to everything else in our life. Yeah, so we don't, it's like, but that's the same thing. So like a TV show used to come out once a week and then we would all talk about it and we'd be like, oh my God, what's going to happen on Breaking Bad next week? What's going to happen on Seinfeld next week? Oh my God, they burned down the cabin. This is the craziest thing. And you talk about it and then you get ready for next week and that's gone. That discussion period which was a great thing. Like you're now you're involved in the storytelling and storytelling is like just the, the building block of our civilization, like telling each other stories and figuring out how to do things. That's gone. I am, um, you know, in the, the day job that I have at the moment, you know, uh, at five thirty in the morning, we have a, like, you know, a discussion about what the big stories of the day are going to be. Yeah. And now having done that job for a year, what I've realized is there are some days where in the entire world, 
there's not that much really going on. Yeah. Like, not that much that anyone really needs to actually know about. Right. Or that it will really matter. But the world that we're in now, what you we should be doing is going, you know what? There's not really much going on in the world today that people should know about. So we probably should get back to solving climate change. We yeah. should talk about that again. Because we yeah. actually, do you remember how we just moved on from that conversation <laughs> and we didn't actually solve anything? Yeah. Should we have another chat yeah. about that? Should we keep talking about that thing? But then you become that person or the, the, how do you, I mean, how do you work out not become the you know, boring person at the party who's always talking about climate change or do you just need to be you need the boring to be. person at the party who's always well, talking about climate change? Well, that's sort of the idea behind that group that I'm starting, the uh, Planet Ten, Planet Change 10, P-L-A-N-I-T, Change 10. It's a... You couldn't spell it ET, right? Because you got sued by the planet. Yeah, the it was planet a copyright uh, infringement. The planet. Uh, we got Mother cease- Nature actually copyrighted. We got to cease and desist. Yeah, <laughs> humanity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Humanity is currently getting a major cease and desist from the planet. <laughs> um, but that's the idea. Is like, so you're not the guy drowning at the party. So people can tell say what their fears are and, and, and talk about it. And then artists can take that and turn it into art. And like, because you can't compete with the media now. So if, if artists and other people just start putting it out everywhere when you have time, but if, if you have, if you have thousands or a hundred thousand people doing that, then it's not, you're not the guy at the party that's always doing it. You're one of a large group of people that are then behind something and you know, one guy makes art one month and it's great and you send it out everywhere and you know, put it up wherever you can. And then another guy does it the next, you know, two weeks later. So it's not incumbent on you to be the guy at the party all the time. That's sort of the idea behind it. Well, good luck. <laughs> You'll be in Hawaii. I'll be in Hawaii with <laughs> Willie Nelson and we'll check in on your progress. See see how you're going. <laughs> Um, it's that and build an underground bunker or a dome which is better people are going to break the dome yeah I'm fine with bunker life yeah I could do a bunker I I mean to be honest like I have very few recurring dreams yeah but one of the ones that I do have is essentially revolves around some sort of it's some it's always a kind of a slightly different take on it but it always is to do with like you know um, me being quarantined from the rest of humanity really? and how I would survive in that situation. Well, and most of the time fine. in my dreams, it makes me feel real happy. Yeah. You know? not, it's not like I'm waking up from a nightmare. Every time I wake up from how I feel during those sort of dreams, I'm like, oh, I wish I could go back to bed. Yeah. I wish I had another half an hour where I could just go back to my bunker. Mr. Anderson, you are still quarantined. Okay, great. Thanks. Good. Good. <laughs> Slide a book under the door. Free meals, right? Still? Yeah, great. Okay, cool. Happy to be here. <laughs> Do you want us to work on the infection? No, no, no. Really, no, yep. no, it's all good. Good. <laughs> he says he's fine. He's the only healthy man on earth. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody written any good stuff? Any stuff about the infection or whatever? Just slide under the door. Slide it under. <laughs> you know, the Lord of the Rings books are actually pretty good. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's just a lot of books. I'd just be happy with just, like, there's so many books now. Oh, my God. I can't keep up with the books. Well, I just keep buying them. I keep buying them, too. 
I mean, again, that's probably not good for the planet. I I started buying them on uh, online, so I wasn't fucking up the planet. But but it's nothing better than having a book in your hand. Um, Yeah, but I just have tons of books that I don't read. I don't have time. Right? Yeah. Because we feel like... like I'm like, oh... I I was reading a book the other day, and I was just like, gee, this is good. Yeah. Jeez, I'm enjoying reading this book. Yeah. I sit out... I have a nice nice little deck area outside in my house, and I just sit there on a chair and i read a book i'm like well, this is uh, delightful yeah it's real nice it's yeah so what i'm saying is i could do that in hawaii <laughs> you know what I mean? snoop and willie are both going on the road at different times this is part of the good thing about the plan they're not there 24 7 you know what i mean that's right like i'm infiltrating myself into my life but i'm also going to have a lot of downtime for reading a lot of di- okay so the picture of the dog in the house on fire and he says it's fine what if that dog's reading a book? Is it? A, how do you feel about that photo now? I mean, I like that the dog can read. <laughs> I think that's... Okay, here's what I would say. Okay. It's about how we prioritize what's important in our life, though, right? Yes. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I can't just go to Hawaii and hang out with Willie Nelson and read all my books or whatever. I, you know, you're just like... As much as I joke about that being my plan, I'm not actually ever going to have the the courage or whatever to just like right. pack things up. But, but really, like, I mean, what value am I actually adding to the world? As in, like, I wouldn't be missed. I mean, like, obviously you'd be missed by some people and whatever. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you wouldn't be missed by anybody, but eventually everyone would be fine. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. comedy, comedy would certainly go on without me. It's not like the world of podcasting would go, all right, well, we're going to shut the... I mean, all these things were just... I mean, David Bowie died and Prince died and, you know, yeah. all these amazing fucking world-defining artists died and the world still yeah. goes on without you. So when do when's the point where you go, I'm just going to move away and just retire? I'm just going to retire. I don't know. I think Read about that. Read my books and retire. Yeah, I know. That's an interesting thought. Do the Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis... I know died, the best, right? The smartest of everybody. Right. He just made a bunch of money and they went, oh, I'm done. Particularly the entertainment industry. Because yeah. the more you see about it and the more you learn about it and the, the way you see it work, it's really, it, it is often, particularly at that that end of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a there's a part of it that is a really lovely and nice way to make a living and meet mm-hmm. some good people and all these sort of things. But there's the that top end of it, you know, the, the world of the now super ultra famous and super ultra rich and just that, heightened bizarre world yeah that thing is i mean i don't i don't see a lot of the appeal of that like no, I, think I don't that, at all and so many people are destroyed by that in the end as well yeah. you know like whereas moranis just went yeah he did the best thing ever i mean moranis is fine like he'd done yeah. very well and then he just took a knee yeah he's like i always why i watch that when people are older and they're still creating stuff i'm like what about just not just doing not. what about reading a book well, I mean, why is Clint Eastwood still making movies at that age? Fucking read, go read a book. You live in Carmel. Go sit by the ocean and read a book. Yeah. Although often when he's not making movies, he's talking to empty chairs and saying things that make you hate his movies. <laughs> so I'd rather him be making movies and not saying things that make me hate his movies. Well, the thing is, is that he thinks the chairs are talking back. <laughs> so that's where it gets really scary. 
Um, all right, we should finish up. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for uh, you know yeah. coming and doing the podcast. Um, the Dollop, of course, your podcast uh, with uh, Gareth Reynolds. You see a big Australian tour, uh, so there'll be some um, shows of that coming out and a whole bunch of other episodes, I imagine, yeah. over the next few months. You've got some American touring dates. Uh, yeah, Boston. podcast. Boston, Texas. Go, yeah, go to dollopodcast.com. Okay, and um, uh, what else? Anything else you want to play? I don't think so. My, the show I wrote on uh, Deadly Class is coming out in January. That'll be good. Uh, where is it coming out on? What, what sci-fi. Sci-fi. Yeah. Okay, so we'll probably see that on one of the streaming channels over here in Australia at some stage. Yeah, maybe five years from here. <laughs> yeah, or uh, Celebrity Netflix. Which yeah. I'll give you... <laughs> Give you my count details. You're really well, going to yeah. enjoy the second half of that soprano. We always come up with an idea yeah. here, and we've come up with another moneymaker. Yeah. I mean, that, that one to me is like if Bezos is listening, and I imagine he is, to everybody through yeah. some sort of algorithm. Um, so uh, I have tour dates. Um, uh, next weekend, when you hear this, I'll be in uh, uh, Ballarat and uh, Pakenham, and then after that oh, – sorry, Bendigo and Pakenham, not Ballarat. Bendigo and Pakenham and uh, – I don't know, Noosa and Townsville, I think, uh, the weekend after that. And then uh, Sydney work in progress shows at the store, December 7 to 15. will be uh, my dates for that, working out what my new show will be about. Um, I have no idea. I don't know. But you, you know. but you always do this. Well, yeah, but because the last one was like yeah, my favorite show was... and also, you know, won the whole story about one thing that happened yeah. to me. Um, it kind of has made this second one, like this follow-up one feel like, I feel more pressure going into this oh, yeah. new show than I ever have yeah. because I kind of feel like that last show was like the best example of what it is that I can do. And yeah. it's not like I'm going to have a better thing to talk about than, you know, getting mistakenly arrested. So it was, um, I do, I, I am a little bit like, what yeah, do I do? How course. do I follow that? Yeah, that's a hard, that's a like, hard what do I have to, to do now? You know, I could hobble you. I mean, it just feels like I'm already partly hobbled. It, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's enough. You know? Anyway, I don't know what the show will be about, but um, I'm going to work that out at the store in December, so come out and see it. Uh, thanks for listening, uh, and we'll see you again when we see it. Full flavor.